This episode of the Cinema Vention Podcast is brought to you by Rotting Wonk, RozJ001, Jack Wolf, and Wearmall 3. If you want to become one of the names listed, go support the show today at patreon.com slash wscottis1. Hi, I'm wscottis1, and today we're going to be discussing the movie Elf. Increasing his cultural IQ, one movie at a time. This is Cinemavention. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Cinemavention podcast, where we review and discuss classic movies that I should have seen long ago. Today, we'll be discussing the movie Elf, which my guest has seen before. He is a regular Diamond Club Game Night contributor, Twitch streamer, and miniature painter. Please welcome back to the show, Dolan Moles. Hey, in your Christmas sweater outfit. Uh, look at that. Yeah. And the hat, yeah. And the yeah. hat to go with it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How you doing, man? I'm doing good, I'm doing good. How about yourself? Doing good, doing good. Hopefully everyone's having a fantastic holiday season here. Uh, we've, um, we're continuing on, we're, we're forging on with our holiday movie selections here on Cinemavention, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to talk about uh, Elf. This is going to be a fun movie. Oh yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, as I always like to do, I like to start out each show by uh, covering the stats of the movie, so we'll go ahead and do that first. Elf is available for rent or purchase on all major internet distributors and is available to stream on HBO Max. Elf was released by New Line Cinema on November 7, 2003. The movie was directed by John Favreau and stars Will Ferrell, James Caan, Zoe Deschanel, Mary Steenbergen, Edward Asner, and Bob Newhart. The movie had a budget of $33 million and made $225.1 million in theaters. Definitely uh, cementing a name for themselves uh, in the holiday movie cinema land um but uh dolan uh do you remember when you first saw this movie i remember one of the first times i've seen this movie i can't remember it was uh either at a like a ymca overnight lock-in like a hey you stay here overnight swim eat pizza whatever yeah mm-hmm. it was it was like either that and like at the end you know as everyone's suddenly in bed they would have a big tv they would like have like a you know the rolling tv like out in winter school they would roll it out Hook up a DVD out of the DVD player hooked up, and they would play kids' movies, you know, stuff like Hoodwink, stuff like uh, Swinger Movie Once. I think this was like one one of the December ones, or it was an elementary school, mm-hmm. like a Christmas party thing. It was one of those two because this was, as you said, 2003. I was four, seven. Yeah, sevens came out. So it must have been, it was just after the DVD release, is when I had seen it first. Okay, so. yeah, right on. I remember seeing it a couple of years ago. I want to say I also saw it um, uh, in uh, in like a little elementary. Uh, I, I don't know if it was elementary or high school when I saw it, but I definitely remember seeing it in passing um, in school one time. Because, uh, yeah, because occasionally they would have like a movie set up in one of those uh, classrooms. And I, I think it was it was always band class for some reason. I don't know why we always watch movies in band class. But for whatever reason, we did. And um, I was a robotics kid. Yeah, it's it's how I passively watched Elf and it's uh, how I passively watched um, uh, Up as well. So, uh, oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, So, (laughs) so, yeah, those two movies, I remember very clearly uh, watching them in the band room specifically. So, yep. Both starring Edward Asner. 
Oh, really? No wonder. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Edward Edward Asner played Carl. Oh, right on. Yeah, he's the yeah that the the grumpy old guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right on. But yeah, uh, yeah. well, we'll definitely have to have a separate uh, episode in the future uh, talking about Up because yeah, uh, yeah man, there's uh, there's some good things about that movie and there's some good things about this movie Elf too and. Um, it's interesting to me because, um, as you, as, as we mentioned, this came out in 2003. And for me, it's interesting to look back on this movie now because it very much like felt new when it came out. You know what I'm saying? Like when, when it came out in 2003, um, I mean, I, I probably saw it a couple years after it came out, but it still felt relatively new to me, you know, like, um, it's, but it's crazy to me now that like, it has been it will it will be almost 20 years ago that this movie has come out now um 19 years ago uh for this year is when it came out um so it'll be celebrating its 20th anniversary next year which probably means we're going to get a, a 20th anniversary special uh oh, yeah. next year probably um but i don't know yeah like I, I i this is a unique movie where it's like it felt new to me and it probably felt new to you at the time right yeah, it's one of those movies that it no matter what, it still feels fresh when you watch it because it's like one of those things you would watch once, maybe twice a year, unless you have like a lot of young kids around. Mm-hmm. And it also has so much detail in the environment right. that that you you find something new every time. Yeah. Or like, oh, yeah. Oh, like every time, like every time you watch it, you're a little bit older, a little bit wiser, and you. Uh, and you uh um see the and you see like jokes that are like both for the kids and for the adults. Yeah, so you, right. You get those. Like that again, when like the big one, I'm sorry if I'm approaching is in the mailroom scene. It's not syrup. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll yep. we'll talk about that at one in just a moment yeah. because because uh, yeah, that was an interesting seed for for the both of us, especially uh, later on, which, yeah, yeah. No, again, we'll talk about yeah. that in just yeah, a we'll moment. Yeah, we'll get to that part. Right. But, um, but yeah, no, I mean, that's definitely a thing where, like, watching this movie again, it definitely um, felt like this movie, like, I, yeah, I, I picked up on things that I didn't pick up on the first time, you know, and um, it's interesting because, yeah, like, like, because it's crazy that it's kind of reached classic status and Will Ferrell actually very recently, in fact, um, as recently as this past week, uh, did an interview on Jimmy Kimmel cause he was promoting his new Christmas movie, ironically on Apple TV plus. And, um, and Jimmy was asking him about, you know, how he felt about, you know, elf becoming a holiday classic now and how, you know, Will Ferrell has kind of entered the Christmas lexicon almost, um, you know, these days. And so, and yeah, no, and, 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 and Will Ferrell, um, always, you know, he said in that interview, he's like, you know, when we were filming it, we never would have thought that, you know, it would have become a classic like this, you know, but, but it really is like, it's crazy that it's, that this movie is almost 20 years old. And, um, and in fact, if you think about the fact that they were filming this movie in 2002, you know, I mean, it, it it was basically um, it was basically twenty years ago that they were filming it. You know, it just took them a year to release it. But um, but yeah, I mean, it's it, it's crazy. Um, it's crazy how time flies. You know, like it really does. Oh yeah, I I think someone mentioned this in the watch party. It's like every 
every gen like half generation to gener or even every generation has like one defining Christmas movie. Uh um like uh, uh like our, like our, like again you and me are about the same age. Sure. I would say I would say like our which was yeah um which we'll get to later. But yeah, no, I was gonna say it's like our grandparents were like the Rankin and Bass films, you know, Frost uh Frosty the Snowman, uh Rudolph, uh Santa Claus is coming to town. Charlie Brown Christmas. Yeah, Charlie Brown Christmas. Uh we like our grandparents. Uh I for some odd reason, like our parents' generation, I can't really come to mind. But it's like this movie is one of our solid like this will be in the Christmas, as you said, the phrase you use, Christmas lexicon, for a very long time. Yeah, no, will, yeah, this movie, be, this movie will it, definitely have staying power for sure. Yeah, yeah, and the best part is, it doesn't have anything that's like extremely dated to the time frame to two thousand three. It, it really doesn't, it, right? Yeah, no, yeah. There's not like, oh, they're mentioning the, you know, there's not like if it was uh, if it was released nowadays, it's like, oh, the, the kid doesn't want the iPhone. They don't mention that the kid doesn't want an iPad. It's like, oh. It's like he's just a kid that wants, you know, gifts in general. Like, or the right. the, or the, or the youngest girl is like, I just want a doll. Like, yeah, that's common throughout time. So you could show this 20, 20 more years down the line, and it would be, yeah, maybe the, the clothing might be different, but it's just sure. like, sure, yeah, really, that's really the only thing you could really point to as sort of different. Um, that would be made different if it was made today, like that, and like you said, yeah, the fact that everyone wants an iPhone these days, right? But, but yeah, I mean, it it has. I I think they kind of wrote it that way on purpose, just so that it would, you know, be a film that you could you, you could watch uh, many years down the line for sure. And and for and I think that this movie is definitely, yeah, like you said, a movie that will that will stand the test of time and that will probably be showing our kids 20, 30 years from now for sure. Um, you know, the, the, yeah, this movie will definitely um, stick around for a while. And I think, yeah, I think it has entered the status of, you know, Rudolph, Frosty, Charlie Brown. Like, I think it has reached that status now, you know? Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And so in many ways, I want to talk about this because it, I relate to Buddy so much in this because you know he's got such an innocent mind like he's so innocent about everything and i definitely felt that you know because i you know as a kid i definitely had um sort of the um sort of that innocence about me you know and i don't know it feels like buddy is almost like a almost like an eight or nine or ten year old stuck in a 30 year old's body you know like <laughs> doesn't it feel that way Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, he grew up in an environment where everyone's just like, oh, let's build stuff for kids. And so, mm -hmm. you know, that's the, that, you know, it's what you're going to be raised on. It's like that's the general mindset of everyone around you, the constant positivity about, you know, seeing Santa around, seeing, you know, the the you know, gifts, the sugary treats, you know, when your neighbors are claymation, you're going to be a little childish sometimes. Yeah, your neighbor. Yeah, the claymation. Yeah. But I mean, even when he walks into the women's restroom and sings along with Jovi as she's showering, like he's doing it because he genuinely wants to sing along, not just, so, or you know, not so he could take a peek, you know, like, and it's like he, he even, he's like, he, he didn't even know she'd be naked. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, he's got this like very innocent thing about him. And, um, it's crazy because, um, I, because talking about that in particular, I didn't even know, like, you know, public restrooms like that had showers for me. And it's like, 
you know, and, and it's like, wait, they have showers at work? And you were telling me this is not an uncommon thing, apparently. Yeah, it could just be, it's one could be one of those things that, like a work locker room could have it as like a, hey, especially if you're at a place, um, like I know, for instance, I know a lot of the trades will have it just so like, oh yeah, you're working and you're covered in grease, covered in, you know, especially the coal mine, they'll have, they'll be covered in coal, but, you know, coal dust. Like, have you ever seen the pictures of, you know, people covered in soot and stuff? Like, yeah, oh, they'll yeah. go, mm-hmm. yeah, they'll go home and they'll, you know, they'll, they'll take a shower there and then put on fresh clothes. So when they go home, they're not getting in their car and they're not getting in the front yard and, you know, the front part of their house. It's just, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. The part that doesn't make sense to me is that she's showering before work. That's, that's the part where I thought was kind of a little interesting that, well, if you notice, they did say they cut off her the the city uh, the the her uh her apartment had cut off her water so it could be one of those yeah she wants to get oh, clean before work really I it, didn't catch that okay it's it's one of those like throwing off line where where uh where she was where uh, after you know they they signify oh he, he wasn't trying to the peep at her it was one of those then why were you showering at work and then she's just like sheepishly like you know ashamed like I'm I can't afford like basically just saying I my water went off I didn't pay the bill type of thing but without saying i didn't pay the bill it's just they shut off my water oh okay that, yeah because that makes way more sense because yeah i because you yeah, know i would get if you would do it like after work that makes that makes a lot of sense but yeah before work okay that makes way more sense then um i mean it is new york city i mean granted it's 2003 but still i mean new york city is pretty expensive to live so i could i could see why <laughs> you know um yeah but uh but he's so literal, like, you know, he's he's so literal, you know, the fact that, you know, when Walter uh, tells Buddy to lose the tights as soon as possible, <laughs> he disrobes right then and there, by the way. That's the most, that was the funniest part ever. And then it's like right when his stepmom walks back in and, and, and it's like, <laughs> like, he's just like, ah, like. I'm like, buddy, there's a time and a place to disrobe, dude. Like, there's a time and a place, and this is not that I, time. <laughs> I, again, pro- again, grew up in probably a very literal environment, so it's just like, and everyone's, you know, everyone was supportive of each other there. It's just one of those, like, okay, I'll do what you say. And then- yeah, right. Talking about the stepmom, though, um, it's interesting that, because um, you, you were mentioning this during the watch party, like, you were saying how it was, like, really great that... Um, that the stepmom is like so supportive of Walter's child, um, even though it was in a previous relationship. Like, yeah, that was pretty, yeah. that was pretty cool. It's a trope that um, you'll see like, you know, the current wife or the current girlfriend or whatever is mad about someone in a previous relationship. But like, and, and it's like one of those things where it's like, one, this child was conceived even before you guys met Two the the person is not in the life anymore whether it be you know by death or by you know not in the life and three the guy's an adult and he's like who's wants to get you know who's adopted at birth he wants to know his real dad it's so it's like and now the, the fact that that uh, mary stenberger's character um was so happy was so um uh was just like oh sure yeah go ahead yeah build up a relationship with your previous kid i don't i understand like yeah this is from someone that you used to know and you probably talked about when they were dating. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily know that there was a kid, but just know, hey, I had this person, you know, in my life, and just right. Who knows? So yeah, they're positive about it. Yeah, for sure. 
I do want to go back to uh, I want to go back to the song that they that they were singing together that Jovi and Buddy were uh, singing together because that's one thing that was interesting about this movie is that they probably could have picked a better song to sing along to than Baby It's Cold Outside, but but like here's the thing I'm like whatever happened to canceling uh, that song like I remember I yeah oh, go ahead uh, it's it's a it's a song that's like. One again, two thousand three, and it did, probably had just come out. Because uh, I don't, I know it's been around for a long oh, time. Oh no, it's, it's like, been around for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Or it's like it just regrew in popularity. So it's just like, yeah, it's not really as creepy. As it's, so it's, I mean, sorry, it, that or not, I mean, it's still kind of creepy. It has the same kind of edge or not edge number, that kind of vibe to it. But it's like it's it's yeah, like, but it's, I, it's, it's it's one of the iconic, you know, male female duet songs for the holiday season so that could be why they chose to do it so that way it's right the, the realization that uh uh jovi's realization that oh look buddy's in there with her felt more natural other than just oh if it was just jingle bells or insert other duet song here mm-hmm. it just led to it and again this is probably a song again also it's a holiday-ish song probably has been sung at some point to some degree in the North Pole, so it's a song that Buddy could feasibly know. Right. But so like, it could just be one... Yeah, no, well, and, and yeah, no, because I get it big for the for the time. Like, I get why they have this in 2003, and and, and honestly, it kind of makes sense given the scene, right? But, I, but I'm thinking now, it's like, I remember a couple years ago, like, it was it was being pulled from radio stations because of the lyrics, um, and... Oh. You know, and it's like, I mean, because the, the lyrics are kind of, you know, very creepy in, in the way that they're written, you know? Well, it, now that, the more I think of it, the more I try to remember that part of it was also written, the original one was part, like, part of the time where it wasn't common for unmarried couples to stay of the night together. Right. But but it was one of those situations where the, uh, uh, the original uh, female vocalist, I can't remember who it was off the top of my head, was like, I want to stay. I'm really happy with this person. I feel really safe with this person. With you know, with the, the this person. So it was like, it was, it was one of those supposedly. If I again remember correctly, like female empowerment songs. So it's like, if I remember again, if I remember correctly, it's like, yeah, I want to be able to, you know. I think have just. I think have the. the uh, yeah. I think the. I think the. There are two lines in particular that I think kind of maybe I guess rub people the wrong way, and that is the fact like what's in this drink, kind of like. Oh, that basically kind of implying, yeah, basically kind of implying that you know the drink has been spiked. Essentially, I I think that was kind of either spiked, either spiked or like alcohol. Like, oh, I'm too drunk to drive. Thing, I don't know. That's yeah, something like that. But it's also the fact that it's like, um, what's the sense in hurting my pride? Like, it's like, oh, again, oh yeah, that that's exactly. It's like, yeah, I. It's like, yeah, my pride would be hurt by staying with by staying overnight with you. But it's like, who cares? I know that. I I know who I am. You're, you I know who you you know who you are. Who cares? Even those things again. Like there's an old article that I can find. Yeah. I'll find. I'll share with you so you can throw it in the show notes. Yeah, I mean uh, I don't know. It's I just find it weird that it's like you know people it, were canceling this song like two or three years ago, and then just all of a sudden it slowly creeped back yeah, onto. I think it's because again. of that. I think it's because of the like the fact that the true like oh the the songwriter wrote came out and said it, you know I wrote it because I wanted I wanted to stay with stay with my significant other. Oh, and okay. at, at a time when it at a time when it wasn't you know as I said you know as you know as it says like at the time where it's like yeah it's not it's not socially acceptable to stay with like I know like you know, there's some you know there's some groups now they're very much like 
I don't, you know, you know, people who aren't married can't, you know, stay the night together. Even if it's not sexual, just can't stay the night together. Well, yeah, but this sure. is, yeah, right. But this is like, you know, but you know, you know, back when the original song was written, it was very much not not appropriate. So nowadays, it, so that song was written in a way of like, yeah, let's change that norm. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, like, yeah, yeah, we're no, two, no. yeah, one of those, one of those like, hey, they realized, oh, it's two consenting adults. We're both mostly sober. Mm-hmm. Even if, again, even if they're not planning on doing anything, doing anything sexual, it's just they're spending time together more than just you know for overnight. That that's interesting. Yeah, and I well, and it's interesting you mentioned that because I never even heard of the fact that the original songwriter actually came out and either you know, original songwriter or like the, song. the daughter, either the original songwriter or like the daughter of the original songwriter. Yeah, that, yeah, something like that. Yeah, I I hadn't heard I hadn't heard that before. So yeah, that's yeah. that's interesting. Uh, yeah. Again, I'll find it and I'll send it to you right after the show. So. Oh yeah, no, for sure. That's uh that that's that's good though that um that it's kind of been explained, I guess. So that's that's good. But yeah. um <laughs> yeah. Just the 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 there's this more funny stuff that I just I really like like Putty is just such an interesting character. Like he, because it's like he buys a pair of lingerie, you know, because it's like for that special someone. Like he's he's taking things so literal, but that it's funny. Like he's, but he buys the pair of lingerie, and then it shows up on, <laughs> it shows up at the father's desk. Like it's so so good because it's like yeah, no, it's special someone. It's like yeah, no, his father is a special someone. You know, not realizing what the original intent of that was and um you know he in and you know he drinks that whole two liter bottle of coke by the way which is probably not the best idea um <laughs> in the world but also at least to that funny scene where he just like burps for like so long afterwards um what was cool about that scene too is that you actually put in put an instagram reel link in the uh, show notes where basically they talk about how the movie could have pulled that stunt off essentially is kind of the way I was. Yeah. It's the, it, right. Yeah. It's the same idea of, uh, um, of, uh, uh, I forgot what it was. I forgot the word I got, uh, uh, of, yeah, just, you know, having a bottle of, you know, having the bottle of the drink and then putting a straw, excuse me, a straw on the side. So when the air, uh, uh, so I don't spill it on myself. <laughs> yeah. so yeah sorry for audio listeners but uh yeah so basically so when the air uh can rush in well it'll, it'll be easier for the air to rush in and push the water down mm. to um shotgun basically, he was shotgunning the the two liter, basically showing like how you can shotgun a two liter just as if you're like shotgun like a glass bottle of beer or like a uh, brushwood did on one episode of scam school or right or, yeah you're getting that air on the side to help move it down well, and the, yeah and they also had like a like a tube thing that they used kind of like it was kind of yeah, like it, a Oh yeah, so you can flow into a bucket, so that way you know Will Ferrell doesn't actually have to you know drink the whole thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's yeah, so you can just you know turn to the side and uh, you know fake it, put it in a bucket, so that way they can just you know get a funnel, pour it back in the bottle, and take several takes without having to you know waste a bunch of waste a bunch of soda. Right. Yeah. 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 But uh, but speaking of his uh, food and drink habits, he uh, <laughs> he puts he he puts maple syrup on everything, and you quickly realize that about him. Um. Including his spaghetti, by the way, which I did the that when that was happening, I'm like, not the spaghetti, <laughs> like, like, uh, like it, it even had the sauce, I think, on it too, like the tomato sauce on it and everything. It's like, no, I gotta put a, uh, gotta put a uh, maple syrup on that, and I'm like, I have to imagine somebody has actually tried that, like putting maple syrup on I, the spaghetti. 
I'm sure someone I mean, has. I mean, if I remember correctly, the binging with Babish episode where he made the uh, the other dish made with spaghetti. Yes, the whole I like, think, yeah. yeah, the weird like candy contraption thing. Yeah, yeah. I think I think if I remember correctly, he even did that. It was like, yeah, I'm just gonna plain spaghetti, make it a plain spaghetti with you know canned tomato sauce and just Some pouring and just yeah, maple syrup on it as a taste test. And I can't remember how it was, but I can't, again, I agree with you. Can't imagine that's that super great. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I mean, yes, yes, sweet and savory and acidic does taste good together, but the syrup is a bit overly sweet. So yeah. It's so so delicious. Yeah, watch the binging with Babish episode on YouTube. We'll put in the show notes and let us know how it went. <laughs> oh yeah, but, uh, yeah. but his obsession with syrup gets him into a little more trouble in the mailroom. We 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 touched on this earlier. His coworker in the mailroom hands him a bottle of whiskey with you know Buddy thinking it's you know maple syrup, of course, and he puts the mother load in his like I think he had like coffee or something. It was and, yeah, it was coffee. Yeah, yeah, but he he put like so much in there, right? And um, because here's the thing, I wonder if he gave that to him for his amusement more so than uh, more so than anything else, because um, it seemed to me that um, it, it, it like he doesn't this guy doesn't strike me as the kind of guy that normally gives his whiskey out willy nilly, you know? Like it 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 feels like he um, it feels like he did that just for amusement to see what would happen you know either that or like maybe like he had mentioned i'm out on work release so it's like i'm technically supposed to have this but you know so it's like Mm. so it's like one of those like you know i gotta drink i gotta get rid of this before i go back to you know i leave for the day Mm. thing Mm -hmm. yeah or again this could be just like could just be a friendly guy Mm-hmm. Just be like, yeah, sure, take it. Because could be one of those things where he didn't expect, you know, Buddy to put the whole thing in. Just he expected Buddy to just do just a splash, just to yeah, yeah, to just sort of spike it up a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Again, like how I do with my sodas and stuff. It's like yeah, I'll just put a splash. Not tonight though, by the way. But yeah, no. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But it had, uh, but it also had this uh, this line here. I'm gonna play the clip, but. Uh, this line hit a little too close to home for us here. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll take a listen here. You know, I know I sound like a broken record, but we are buddies. You're my best friend. That's it. You're my best friend. You know, buddy, You're nobody my best friend. around here listens to me. I yeah. got really good ideas. I believe it. I know. I'm right. I listen to you. You have great ideas. I, I just try to go to the flow, you good. know? Go with the flow. Yeah. Go with the flow. No, I got to get out of the flow. Well, then get out. I'm the in flow. the flow. That's what got me here. Oh. I gotta, I'm got. i 26 years old. I got nothing to show. You're young. You're so young. <sighs> My papa, yeah. he didn't make Master Tinker until he's 490. yeah that was that was rough (laughs) yeah specifically i can never say that specifically he's because he said 26 it was one of those like i had just turned 26 still in college it's one of those kind of things i've been kind of dealing with my therapy and stuff of just feeling like old and still being in college. Like, yeah, that hit a little too hard, but it was in a funny way. It was like, yep, I I was like, you know, you're like, cheers, cheers, cheers to you, mailroom guy. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, because we're both uh, we're both 26 now. So it's just like, yeah, I mean, I it's it's one of those things. I kind of have this thing where um throughout my life, like sometimes I'll like when I'm having a bad day, I'm like, 
am I doing everything right in my life? Like I'm at 26 years old, like, you know, having like an ex- existential crisis in my mind, you know, like it's like I'm 26 and this is the point I'm at in life. Like what, what, what the hell's wrong with me? You know, I, I, I don't know exactly the feeling you're talking about, Will. And, you know, again, to quote Melbourne guy, feel free to feel free to talk, man. Feel free to talk. <laughs> uh, here's one thing I was not expecting in the movie. That mailroom uh, dance scene with that whoop, there it is song playing. <laughs> like, that is definitely, if you want to talk about songs that are, uh, or, or stuff that ages this movie, that song definitely does. <laughs> yeah, I forgot, I, I forgot about that, but yeah, that's definitely one of the 2003 mm-hmm. Circa songs. Yeah, like, I, that, that, that's the thing. I don't even I, know what the title of the song is. I just call it the whoop, there it is song. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I think, yeah, it's, yeah. I have no idea. I'm, I'm, you're the music guy, Will, not me. <laughs> yeah, no, it's again, like, if this had come out in 2012, it would be the same thing, but it would have been uh, Gangnam Style, or actually 2013, rather, not because 2012 was when it gained popularity. Right, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. No, yeah. it was, it was, yeah, it was whatever the popular song was at that time, yeah, Yeah, but, sure. but other than that, other than that, that's like the, like, you know, as we said earlier, that's the only thing that dates the song that much. And to be honest, too, it's like, there's other, like, holiday movies that sort of, you know, like, you know, like there's references that date it, you know, and it's like that's just gonna be it, the one thing that dates it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like there's 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 other holiday specials that you know are around that you know that date themselves too. You know, so like this is just the the uh, the part that 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 gets dated. You know? Yeah, yeah. But again, as as again, it still holds up. And actually, even that song I would say is not that bad of a choice for that scene because it's it's a song that's like that all they're energetic, they're just goofing around. It's a mm-hmm. nonsensical song for the most part. Mm-hmm. They're just, he's just dancing for no reason. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and and the fact that like the dad is just like, huh? You know what? I knew he. I, you know what? Well, this doesn't surprise me. Type of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he's just like, I, I can't be mad because you know, I'd seen what happened before. So it just is entertaining. <laughs> yeah. Right. So. I want to talk about this because it's interesting to me because I think I can't help but think that Buddy would be in a lot more troubling situations if this story were actually happening in New York City. Because here's the thing. I've been to New York City before. And here's the thing. I in my mind, this city will chew you up and spit you right back out if you're not careful. Because and um, it definitely does. Uh, I know it's not going to show that part in the movie but still it's just like i i can't help but think in the back of my mind when buddy is just running around new york city that it's like you know like def- that would definitely be happening when the cameras are quote-unquote off you know what i'm saying and like and also there's no panhandlers like unrealistic view of new york city there's no panhandlers <laughs> yeah I, I i have not been to new york city but i've been i've been to chicago uh, i've been to like downtown chicago i've been to dallas and yeah you see mm-hmm. a lot you see a lot of I've seen I've been to Austin. You see, you see a decent amount of panhandlers around there, but so yeah, yeah, that's one thing I can agree with. Yeah, it's. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like they, you know, uh, hopefully not the British company didn't, you know, scoop them up, but it could be like, oh, the British company said, you know, yeah, I don't know, I don't know that things could be when behind the scenes where they, you know, they didn't tell anybody, but other than the one guy, I said like, hey, uh, intern Bob, uh, here's a thousand bucks. Go find out, like, go find everyone on this route and t- and pay him a hundred bucks to move for the next two hours. <laughs> yeah I, right mm-hmm. i mean again or it's like hey here's uh, here's enough money for room for the night if if you you know but but again it's again that's me speculation and not really cynical speculation it's just one of those like i think if they did it would i i don't know it did it didn't, wouldn't 
as long as there's nothing dirty on the sign, I don't think they would really take yeah, away yeah. too much. Well, because it, it's interesting because um because doing, in my research for this, I found out like I found a behind the scenes vignette that was released by I think it I don't know if it was Netflix officially that released it, but it was like a Netflix adjacent channel. Um, and they talk about the making of this movie and. It turns out, um, cause, cause I had, I had in my, I, I had in my, uh, thought, I, I had thought when we were watching this movie, when they were shooting those scenes in New York, when Buddy first arrives, like, I was like, there's so many, there, like, there, there's so many extras in this film. And, um, here's the thing about that. Those are not extras. Um, uh, apparently they're, they are not actors. They are actual people just walking around in New York City. Uh, including that, uh, you know, that scene of the guy in the red sweatshirt with the beard, like that was completely done on the spot. Like yeah. this guy, I, that guy was not an actor. He was just a random guy walking in New York city. Yeah. Right. Random, random guy, long white beard, uh, short balding hair and a red jumpsuit. It's like yeah, a red, right? sweatsuit, red, red sweatsuit. It was like, what better, what better can you ask her for a Christmas movie? And I'm guessing that because they showed his face and probably got you know the thing that the oh yeah the, no um, they went right after they filmed I'm sure they got like consent or whatever the, the, but, yeah. the, the release the release form it's it's you could see the look on on the guy's face of just like what the hell yeah he's like what are you doing it's, but it's, also it's, he probably it, he probably yeah, recognized he's, he's, Will Ferrell though too and he's probably or just like what is either going on <laughs> I mean either recognized him or if, if this was a, you know at the height of one of the major parts of his career because Will Ferrell has done the you know the cyclical acting of like yeah he'll do a lot and then he'll take a little break then do a lot and then take a little break mm-hmm. yeah so um but it could be one of those things where yeah it could just be like he saw this random guy wearing an elf suit. And just call him Santa. Yeah, yeah, it's, like it's, with it's, the Santa it, jumpsuit and everything. And, right. Yeah, yeah. It, it's probably like even a, even as a again from what I've heard, it's like even as a New Yorker, a New Yorker, a New Yorker. Um, you probably it's probably one of those things you just go, what the fuck. <laughs> yeah. Well, also because uh, it's New York City, it's like typical New York City day. You know, yeah. like <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, uh, yeah. I mean, uh. uh one of the best lines that for the, in, that I've seen in a recent film that showed like the non the non uh, caring of New Yorkers was from uh, uh, Into the Spider Verse. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, it's yeah, Miles Morales and Peter Burrito Parker. Um, uh, literally, literally, or um, or Peter B. Parker. Literally, just they're swinging through the webs. They're running away from the cops. They get away, and they like the line. They run out of web fluid, and they literally land on the land on the the middle of a crosswalk everyone just steps over them and miles morales is like you do you new york you do you <laughs> it's like hey or, i'm walking here i'm yeah, walking here <laughs> yeah yeah which actually actually funny enough that line from i can't remember what it was was also improv oh well there yeah, you go yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like yeah i like again as a taxi cab rew right through the the, the the red lights rew right through the blocked off the blocked off roads you know, did what mm-hmm. the cab driver did to you on your way to uh, uh, Curlicon last year, and just oh, and just booked yeah. it right, yeah, 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 yeah. just uh-huh. was booking right through it and almost hit. Uh, I think it was Al Pacino on the sidewalk, and it was just like, <laughs> and that's why Al Pacino like stayed in character, like stopped the car, like hit you know hit the front of the hood, and was just and just was was just like did that iconic line, which has become one of the most iconic lines in New York history. Yeah, the, right. hey, uh, hey, I'm walking here. 
Yeah, which, right. Yeah, <laughs> which I'm like, sure, by, which I'm sure, if you talk to New Yorkers, they just hate that line. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, no. There's a TikTok that I saw where there's this guy, this guy, you know, doing the selfie thing, uh, the selfie thing of, you know, hey, I'm doing here, quoted the line, mm-hmm. and and literally the this New York this New Yorker girl, uh, just turns around, just turns around the crosswalk and just just the angry like, oh we yeah, do, yeah, yeah. It was like we do not fucking talk like that. Yeah, I think I, I think I I think I saw that. Yeah, I think I saw that yeah, TikTok. What, yeah. Was it, it was like one of those lines like, yeah, they dealt with it the first couple of years and then it just became annoying yeah. enough that it's just like insane. Yeah, but it, but like but it just goes to show you I'm just like like anything could have happened to Will Farrell at that moment. Like uh, th- there were so many shots like that where the where literally they were just filming right in New York City like, you know, that was real life that they were filming it at the time, you know. So yeah, anything could have happened, which makes me wonder what he was actually eating when he ta- when he takes the gum off the subway railing. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't, know, I don't that, want to know at that point, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was probably gum to some degree, or or something resembling gum. But it, the 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 slightly cynical, and not cynical is not the right word. The slightly sadist, not sadistic is not the right word. Anyway, the, the slightly like the funny music. It, it wouldn't surprise me if like, oh yeah, oh yeah, will uh, these three are real. These four are fake. Make sure you eat the fake ones, and you must have grabbed a real one. <laughs> I, I, that, I, yeah, I. But, but again, 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 Will Ferrell is just one of those. Like, yeah, I uh, guess he commits well, to the bit. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those like method slash Will the Puncher actors that can just like, re, you know, put in his mouth. Realize this was not the the fresh one that was just put there. You know, thirty seconds ago. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it wouldn't again. It would not surprise it's me. It's like it, you're putting it on there, which is already not sanitized. You know, like I mean, you could uh, you could sanitize it just before you put it on I and just guess, walk off. But and, yeah, still. but still, yeah. Again, again. There's it's New York. There's 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 probably things on that railing that mm-hmm. that are new, unique to that railing. Yeah, for sure. Last so, one, in, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, but because including the moment, by the way, like because and because there's a there's this moment where I know he, he means well, but he means well. Right. But he's telling this guy, you know, who's playing Santa at that, you know, at that store. Right. That he's not the real Santa. And it, and he ends up accidentally causing a fight to break out between them. And. And also basically has scarred the kids in that store for life, essentially, when he reveals his true identity, right? <laughs> but, Absolutely. Um, yeah, and it's like, I, I love the fact that it's like the, the kids are screaming, and then as they're watching the fight, it's like they're still screaming. It's like... Like you, like I, I, I that's gonna be a better bit for the visual, uh, for the yeah. visual uh, watchers of this podcast. Yeah. But still, uh, yeah, visual bit, visual bits. Uh, uh, that the audio so, listeners can't see. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but uh, but uh, but fun fact about that scene, by the way, that fight scene was done in one take because of the fact that they had to basically destroy this recreation of New York City out of Legos. That, and it's like, it took them hours upon hours to complete, I'm sure. So they, they could not afford a, um, they could not afford to do a second take. So it was that, that was the first take they had. And that was, the, that was the one that they used. Um, and I can't remember, uh, I can't remember, but was, was he already living with Walter when he got thrown in jail? I don't think he was right. I, I don't think he was, but it was one of those lines where he said, where he said, oh, my dad's Walter Hobbs, my dad's Walter Hobbs, who uh, is heavily hinted at to be a 
if not outright said to be a very prominent publisher. Uh, yeah, of I guess. children's books. Yeah. So it's like one of those, like, oh yeah, it's yeah, because that's what I'm trying to those, figure like, out. How did he get his phone number for for that one call? You know, <laughs> uh, the, the phone, phone book. book, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I don't the, know. the phone book, or again, hey, my dad's Walter Hobbs and Doctor Hobbs. Uh, he's at this office. You could have got the note, and like they, they look up the number of the office. Like they can look up the number oh, of the office. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe because um, I mean, they, as someone who's never been thrown in jail, I'm assuming they let you look up numbers. But again, I've never well, been in or jail. They, uh, or they have, or you call collect or something, and like talk to an operator or something. You know, like I don't know. I'm not entirely yeah. certain how that works, but um, yeah, but I, yeah, again, it's one of those. Yeah, yeah, it's probably one of those. Who do you want to? They probably ask you who you want to call. And you say, you know, Walter Hobbs, yeah, I, and then they yeah, punch yeah. the phone over, like, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Or someone's like, how do you know? How? And they, all, they he also said, like, they said, he's not going to, he's not going to answer. He's not going to answer. Mm-hmm. So it could be like, but um, that's why, that's why Walter got so angry at, at a uh, buddy, but you know, throw him like, are you throwing a bit? Like, no, my dad, my mom was so-and-so mm-hmm. has the picture. He doesn't show the picture outright, but you know sends the lingerie well, yeah well and, he, well and he knows uh well and he obviously knows who she is right because yeah because he's like wait that was who you're talking about yeah it's like but, that's a name that you actually know yeah right yeah but another th- another thing that's super unrealistic to me and people people were telling me that it's like it's like you're not supposed to think about these things but i t- i told them during the watch fire it's like i'm sorry like i just i it's my job to overanalyze everything on this show and the fact that Buddy walks all the way from the North Pole to New York City and encounter and and which by the way encounter he encounters a very pissed off raccoon along the way. By the way, it's like you yeah that raccoon does not want to hug. <laughs> but yeah. but not even considering the fact that he'd probably have to travel over water at some point to get to New York. Never mind the fact that he doesn't get stopped by Border Patrol on the way to the United States in Canada. Forget all of that, even. Like you did the math on this, Dolan, and 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 it would conceivably take Buddy about sixty-seven days or so, um, walking at a pace of about two miles an hour, um, um, where the distance from the North Pole to New York City is just about three thousand two hundred fifty miles, like, like sixty-seven days. Like I don't think that even factors for you know sleeping or stopping for no. food along the way. None of that, right? Like that's yeah. if you just walk straight there, no stopping. You know, sixty-seven yeah. days, right? Yeah, the math I did was basically just yeah, I just plugged it all in. That's like it's gonna be like nonstop walking. He didn't stop. He didn't relax. He didn't, you know, just continued walking. It was it'd be sixty-seven days. So you gotta you know at least double that for you know time to yeah, sleep. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's what I'm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying because and like because in order for and, him because like like in order for him to arrive at the beginning of December like he did, he'd basically have to start the walk by about July or August time, right? Yeah, pretty much, right? Yeah, but, but again. We're talking about a movie where there's a character I who know. canonically visits the entire world in one night. Even factoring in the fact that night changes throughout the world, he visits every. There's a ca- character that canonically visits every home. Yeah. In the in the middle of the night, in one day. <laughs> I mean, again, not to give you not to give you too much crap, but it's like he probably has some sort of Christmas magic. <laughs> and yeah, some Christmas magic in his hat to be able to go for, go through, a, go bleh, go do that trip. And you know, he broke a piece of magic ice to go over. He walked through the gumdrop forest. 
all right, fine. Magic. <laughs> Sorry. Well, yeah, okay, fine, yeah. Magic, yeah, <laughs> sure. All right, if that's what you're going to chalk it up to, all right, fine. But, but either way, I, but, you know, if realistic was, yeah, that's, I hope I did my math correctly. Yeah, feel free to feel free to send send an angry email oh, to I'm, Will. I'm sure I... some I'm sure someone will correct your math uh with um at the email address email at cinemavention.com. I'm sure someone will. So I did have some confusions uh with this movie that I want to touch on. Um so right when Buddy arrives in New York City, he his father Walter works in the Empire State Building. I do wonder if they originally would have had Walter working in the World Trade Center if this movie had been filmed in, say, two, 2000 or like the 90s or something. And I looked it up to see if this was ever written in the script or anything, because the script was actually written in 93 for this movie. And there seems to be no mention of that detail in the research that I've done. So, I, but I don't know. It's like, because here's the thing. I'd have to imagine they'd be in the World Trade Center. But then again... I think the World Trade Center was kind of meant more for financial companies and like because I, I don't know too much about the Empire State Building, but but the World Trade Center was more for like financial companies um, back in yeah, that time. I, so I don't even know if they probably would have had it in the World Trade Center, even if it was before 2001. Right. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think they would. They probably would at least have like, oh, like, a, you know, establishing shot with the World Trade Center. But I don't oh, think they yeah, would have for sure, yeah, because because as you said, the World Trade Center was the two tower the twin the, not the two towers that's lord of the rings the twin towers <laughs> um uh was much more of a uh um it was like it was like, a symbol was, of new york right yeah yeah it was it was, it was one of those iconic uh symbols that you would see with the skyline like you know you right. see this the, the you know the you know the shed, the silhouette of the city you would always see the twin towers you'd see the, the empire state you would see some you know generic skyscrapers that you know people who are much more uh, mm-hmm. architectural conscious could point out to you in a heartbeat but yeah rockefeller plaza but, the chrysler yeah, building yeah. yeah chrysler isn't chrysler uh chicago i don't no i don't think no they, they have the chrysler building in new york city all right yeah anyway again, again anyway point, architecture point is, aside yeah. anyway. point is yeah no they would have had the exception shot of it they would have shown it yeah um, well and, and just but, just but, the, but it's like sorry, yeah oh no just the fact that too that it's like you know because they have the empire state building that definitely is the establishing shot because also too it's like at that point like when the towers collapsed it's like i mean yeah that's pretty much the only thing you have left as a establishing shot of new york is the empire state building at that point you know so either um, either that or generic like oh this is generic uh skyscraper villa or skyscraper villa skyscraper uh town yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and and it's one of those things why uh, this film and a lot of other films and a lot of DC shows, a lot of just shows in general, when they say New York, all the establishing shots are Vancouver. So it's like, <laughs> they'll, like, they'll, like if it's a, if it's going to be set in New York, okay, they'll get stock footage that there's probably thousands, if not millions, hour of hours of 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 New of, York, um, yeah, of mm-hmm. New York. And do all the like the low shots, the whatever in in Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's Talk, talking on the Empire State Building. You mentioned during the watch party about the elevator and about how he uh, kept pushing all those buttons on the on the Empire State Building. You were saying that that's probably unrealistic, right? Yeah, yeah. One of the yeah one of the, I learned this from a uh, Devin uh, Devin Olam or slash Julian Olive. I can't remember what his name's pronounced. Uh, uh, uh. 
did a talk uh, at a DEF CON. Again, one of the weird videos that popped up in my feed uh, um, a couple years, a little while ago about elevators and how, you know, elevator security and whatever. And one of the things it showed of like, oh yeah, if you're an elevator and you don't want people to be, you know, be a jerk, be a whatever and press all the buttons and make people wait 20 minutes, mm-hmm. have it set, you just have something called nuisance mode where, oh, if six more buttons are pressed within, you know, so much of a time, so much of a quick time. Then start ignoring you know, um, it, all the button it, presses. It, it, yeah. Either we'll ignore it or it just clears all the calls. And so the, the, the legitimate people can go in and press it and not have to get stuck for a while. Right, right. Yeah. Again, it's a fascinating video for some weird reason, but... Interesting. Yeah. It's, yeah. But, but yeah. the part that I found interesting, too, is that he eventually gets up to Walter's office, right? Like, they bring Buddy up to his dad's office. And Walter is expecting one of these, you know, singing Christmas grams, which are uh, which are pretty, pretty notorious around the holidays. But here's the part that I found interesting is the fact that Buddy can't seem to figure out what to sing to his to his dad. And, and it's like, presumably he has Christmas songs that he knows, including Baby, It's Cold Outside, right? Like he lives in the North Pole, right? Like, so why doesn't he just bust one of those out on the spot? Like. I, I'm not. I, I that part I didn't quite understand. I think it was more of uh, you, you might understand, but maybe uh, the character uh, Buddy didn't understand either. Like maybe Buddy thought, oh, it was like, oh, thought, oh, oh, uh, Walter recognized me right away. Then we sing a de- sing a song to him, not just oh, I'm just some generic, call, uh, you know, t- seasonal worker that's told to go here and sing. Mm-hmm. So that could just be one of those things where. You know, one person thought one thing, the other person thought the other thing, miscommunication between two of them didn't really click to bot to 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 buddy to um to sing a Christmas song. Or a Christmas song. Yeah, right. Well I mean i mean they I mean, yeah, anyway. Because it's like they have uh it's like he mentions it's like, oh yeah, singing a song like a Christmas song. I mean, I don't know. I just I I felt like that was a little out of place considering the fact that Buddy knows a lot of Christmas songs, I would think. So I don't know. Maybe maybe that's I don't know. But uh Buddy gets kicked out of the Empire State Building. He is sent to he's sent to Gimbal's, which either it is a department store or is like a department store sort of like building in New York City. I had never heard of it. Um do you uh, do you know what that one is? Uh I know uh I didn't know about it really much before this, but Webbit did mention during the watch party that it, it it was a big uh department store along alongside, you know, JC Penney's, Macy's. Uh, okay, uh, got it. Yeah. Uh those type of those type of things. I wonder if and, it was like a New York and, City local and store. It it was one of those New York City, like, you know, like one of those ones, yeah, you only really ever see it you only see it there in New York. Got it's it. That, like, that's just the thing. One of those iconic ones, and according to Wabbit, it had already been out of business by the time the movie. Oh, by the like time 90- the movie came out, yeah, well, yeah, oops. yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it was with those they like closed in ninety two or something like that, according to Wabbit, or like ninety eight or something like that. Yeah. So, whoops. <laughs> I mean, I mean, although maybe, although, maybe, it, it, although maybe it was uh, maybe it was cheap because they didn't have to pay for uh, they didn't yep. have to pay for the branding. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, hey, you know what? Gimbal's is still well, probably still well enough known enough at the time this movie came out mm-hmm. that as an iconic one, not many as like the New York staple, mm-hmm. you know. And then so it's like, yeah, you can still use it, and this is just say, oh, this is a universe where it never closed. That's it. Sure, right? Yeah, 
I love, how, yeah. but I love how that store manager, by the way, just brings him over like he belongs there too. Like that's that's kind of hilarious. Fun fact was, about. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. He was wearing a green suit. Yeah, who right? else? Would you, a green elf suit. Who would be? Who else? But, but um, but uh, out. But you know, people are playing elves and people recording a podcast. Right. Would uh, yeah. <laughs> would, would knowingly wear a. a Suit. Fun fact about the store manager, by the way, uh, Wanda Sykes was originally cast as the store manager, and that's why, uh, and that's why that that guy has a Wanda name tag. I don't, I don't know, I didn't notice it throughout the film, but if you look real closely, you could see he's wearing a Wanda name tag on him, um, uh, and and that's well, it, and, th- and that's the funny thing is like Wanda Sykes wasn't even playing herself in the in there; it was literally just w- like a character, Wanda, right? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but, but the other thing I didn't understand about the store is that buddy here, here's that Santa is coming, which of course leads to the famous line, Santa, you know, like Santa's coming. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but, but he, but he hears he's coming. Right. So he spends all night decorating the place for Santa and like building all of these contraptions. And in the back of my mind, I'm just like, I'm just thinking, so they don't have any alarm system set up for that store and nobody noticed that he was sticking around after closing. Yeah. Yeah. No motion detector. Well, you did see that. Like he, you know, snuck behind one of the guards. Right. Like, a, 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 a guard did around. It's probably one of those things like, okay, they'll have a guard do around. And then he just, then they just sit in the security office shooting the shit and then just do around every couple hours. Right. And it gets to be like one of those, like, yeah, he just hides around the guard, works around the guards, and it's probably one of those things where the guards don't get. The guards are probably a third party company that doesn't get. It's like, oh, nothing's missing. Yeah, decorations are popping up, but I don't get paid enough to care. Yeah, yeah, he probably doesn't. To be fair, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, again, having having been friends with a lot of security guards, as long as shit isn't broken or missing, they they uh yeah they don't really shit, care. Uh, broken broken missing or obviously tampered with or whatever. They'll do their rounds and just keep going. Right. Yeah, true. I mean, again, yeah, I mean, again, it's also one of those things where we only see something every hour. Mm -hmm. You know, every hour when you do the rounds, a gradual change doesn't look that much to you. It just when it's all at once. Yeah, for sure. Uh, One other thing that doesn't really hold up in this film that I thought was kind of messed up was the fact that there's a scene where it appears that buddy is about to commit not living anymore, <laughs> where he's just like sort of looking down on the bridge. Um, you know, but then he's averted when he sees Santa slay in the sky. Like, I just think I'm like, that is messed up. You know, I don't think, I don't think he was doing that. I think he was more just like, Staring oh, am I off. misinterpreting that scene? Maybe, uh, maybe it could be one of those, slightly. It could be one of those like he's just standing there, just to look off in the distance and just do the blank stare of, "What the heck am I doing right now?" I mean, because like, they definitely made like they're they're they've definitely made some like you know suicide jokes that probably wouldn't pass today, like yeah, back in no. back in the early two thousands, you know, in the nineties, like yeah. So yeah, at the very least, because he wasn't standing over the railing, I didn't think that, but. It, could just be one of I guess, those. I guess it's one of those things where it's like I. I mean, I. I. It's a problem that I interpreted it that way. You know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. That's the problem. You know. <laughs> yeah. Also, that one guy being interviewed by uh, Charlotte on New York One News, and like how he's just like fawning over her like that. Like 
like, geez, man, like, <laughs> like, calm down, it's, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Again, it's probably one of those New York things. They're just like, oh, you're minorly known. And I'm just, he's going to just be there to mess with the, mess with the, 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 uh, uh, anchors. Thank you. Forgot the word. Uh, yeah. Or the, mess- or the reporter at, out reporters. There. Yeah, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Reporters, yeah, sure. could just be one of those. Could be one of those things. You're just there. I, I, I. One of the things I like doing, going on every every couple months, is going and looking like, oh, uh, reporter fails, reporter ones. There's always ones of, of ones mm-hmm. that you little find out. Oh, it's their kid just messing with them. Oh yeah, they, right. Yeah, yeah, during yeah, this, during the pandemic. Yeah, uh-huh. or not the pan, not the pandemic. Like even before then, it was one of those like, right. Oh, the it's like, or even it's like, oh, this guy's literally like reporting on the field. He's you know he's standing outside his store reporting on this, and his son just so happened to walk by, and the son just walk just walks to the camera shot, gives the dad a hug or a kiss or whatever, and just continues <laughs> walking. It's one of those like, if you didn't know there was a kid, it'd be weird. Mm-hmm. But it, when it comes out, it, the, the reporter just goes. That's Michael, my son. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just like the grumbling of just like, it's like I being happy dad here, or I'm like not happy dad, but you know, right? Just yeah. like, just just like I dealt with this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Like, Spe- yeah. speaking of uh, speaking of story arcs that are really uh, that are really great here, um, that snowball fight scene was amazing, and uh, and that that was funny to me that Buddy just has the ability to throw snowballs at people like so fast, like a machine gun almost. I mean, they even had like a machine gun sound as he's throwing these snowballs at all these uh bullies that Michael has. And and by the way, like I just I loved how Michael's relationship with Buddy just like blossoms throughout this movie, like to the point where like they're buying a Christmas tree together, they're you know bouncing on beds at like a department store and everything. Not, yeah, not yeah. buying, stealing. Right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah that's true. I, that's something I completely missed too. And it was like afterwards, I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. They did definitely steal that, right? Yeah. Um and, and but it's also like you know, a buddy jumping on top of the of the tree to get the star on top, and the tree just comes toppling down, <laughs> like. Like again, Will is great at committing to the bit, man. You uh, know? Yeah, I, I I love Will's characters. He always does. He always does. Oh great, yeah, yeah, for no, sure. Yeah, yeah. No, I I love I love these. Um, it was I love that arc of just like oh, the arc is like all of like five minutes. He's like, uh, where um, uh, buddies, you know, sitting outside uh, Michael's school. He's like, hey, hey, Michael, hey, brother. I waited. Uh, I waited for you all day. You know, it's like it, let's you know, let's do let's do something. I and mean, the kids just like, yeah, sure, what? No, it's like, it was like, who are you? I, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't even know who you are. Like, supposedly you're my brother, like <laughs> right. whatever. And then he's like, and, the, and Michael's just walking. You know, uh, sorry, Buddy's just walking with him, you know, being friendly, whatever. Michael gets attacked, and Buddy's just like, oh boy, it's a little fight. Time, to, time, yeah, to, to, and, and yeah, it, and immediately, yeah, it just immediately changes, right? Just, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like it's like, oh, also, you said you said you saved me. You're my new best friend. Also, Michael is like the best wingman ever. Like when he's when um Buddy's asking Jovi out to dinner. Like, yeah, I I want to have Michael as a wingman. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah, that's amazing. But yeah, but, he's just yeah. But speaking of Jovi, by the way, like it's you know Jovi is like such a good sport about all of it. It's like you know she's willing to take him out to dinner. You know, have she's and she's having fun with it. You know, it's like her her attitudes <laughs> picking up throughout the the movie uh which is really cool and it's like she gets she's going to all the places buddy loves like including when he's riding around on the you know the sliding doors of that building 
like I just I love Jovi and Buddy's relationship, including including the part where like <laughs> where it's like he like he like Buddy kisses her on the cheek and he's and she's just like, you missed. <laughs> like that was just amazing. I I mean you I know you you could have guessed that they ended up getting married at the end, but still, like it was it's a sweet story. It, is, it really uh, is, uh, right? I've heard, I've heard just realizing, it's like, oh, this guy's not that bad. This guy's not yeah, a creep. He's I will just, say, just, if anything, he, he, yeah. he's in touch with it. It's like, you can be like, oh, yeah, just this guy's just in touch if with any, if, if, if I will say, the only disappointing part about the about this story to me is that we don't get a chance to like um, go into more. Because I guarantee you, if they ever had a sequel to this movie, they'd probably go into that relationship a little bit more. Because it's like, there's... It's 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 only like fifteen minutes of the whole film, you know, and it's like I def I definitely wanted more of their relationship like fleshed out a little bit more in the movie, but you know, I it's fine the way it is. I'm just I'm just I I'm just one it's one of it's just one of those things where I personally I'm selfishly just want it more wanted it more in the story. But Yeah. I mean, the story was, I mean, yeah, it was, I want a little bit more, but the story is still told pretty decently of like, yeah, 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 for yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, like, if, 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 you know, after they get Santa's, uh, uh, sleigh back up and running or they meet or no, no, it's just before that they got him, they got him met up and he's just like mm-hmm. in, a uh, uh, um, Walter and buddy are just like, yeah, I'm sorry. We had this fight or Walter says to buddies, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. I get mad at you. It was, you know, it's like it was over. I mean, yeah. Speaking of great story arcs, yeah, about like the fact that Walter gave up his, you know, stuck up life, and you know, he went to go be with son, be with his son. He reconciled with Buddy, you know, basically told his boss to literally. He said, "Up yours," which yeah, yeah. Wrote wrote a book, or he wrote a book or produced a book himself. Yeah, started his own publishing company. Yeah, it's like. When he told his boss to up yours, like that was so satisfying to hear. Like, because also it's like, who calls in a work meeting on Christmas Eve? Like, who does that, right? Uh, <laughs> but it was uh, it was so great to hear that, especially after the incident he had with Buddy, like with Peter Dinklage basically drop kicking him, which I thought was really crazy. Oh, fantastic! Oh yeah. But uh, speaking of Walter's employment. Another person that I didn't expect to be in this movie, Andy Richter, uh, playing the part of one of Walter's coworkers. Um, and this was this was cool, like you know, because I was trying to, I was, I looked up when, uh, I looked it up like when Andy, because uh, I know at one point Andy had left um, the Conan O'Brien show um, back in the day, and I was trying to figure out when that was. It turned it turns out it was two thousand, so this was right when this was right in the middle of Andy's sort of you know acting career that he wanted to pursue after he left uh the late night show with conan o'brien so yeah that that was i did not expect an appearance from andy richter in this movie i'm not I'll, i'm not gonna lie yeah but um, i mean i'm not i'm not as familiar with his work but i still do appreciate it yeah for sure by the way like i i can't believe we've gotten this whole podcast and we didn't even mention the fact that buddy originally came from the north pole like and so we'll we'll end with this because you know like basically he gets to the north pole by as a baby by being a little too curious about uh Santa's sack right like cuz he and he ends up traveling back to the north pole with Santa but it's like he fits right into the culture or so he thought maybe you know it's like he calls himself a cotton-headed ninny muggins 
<laughs> which that's such a where do you come up with that? You know, it's, it's a it's a family way of saying dumbass. Yeah, so, pretty you know. much right. Yeah, but I mean, he can draw on an etch a sketch like nobody's business, right? It's like pen and paper to him, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you saw him sit there build sixty seven. Yeah, and yes, not meeting his quota. Like sixty seven is not meeting quota. Not a, That's what's not, crazy. Not even a ten tenth. Yeah, ten. it's like yeah. yeah. So it's, it was. It's, it's like yeah. He probably knows how to work them. So they they like, better. Yeah. They better have. They have better working conditions than at the Amazon warehouses. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, let's not go that far. Yeah, but, well, maybe true. Yeah, yeah. but um, <laughs> but uh, in that same documentary we were talking about earlier about um from. Uh, from Netflix or whatever, they're, they talk about those camera angles and that forced perspective shots that they had to achieve to make Bob Newhart and the rest of the elves look really small compared to Will Ferrell, and it's so impressive, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I just remember the name of the TV show that it, uh, the Christmas movies that made us. Mm, so okay, yeah, I, I do recommend it. Uh, yeah, 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 for sure, yeah. and yeah. Yeah. yeah, they've done uh, the their sister series. You've done a lot of I've done a lot of episodes that, uh, on movies that you've already covered. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh that was so sad. By the way, when he, uh, I have to, pres- I have to presume that like when his whole world came like crumbled in front of him when um when Bob Newhart's character tells him you know that he's actually a human and not an elf. It's like this whole time he's been thinking he's an elf. I mean. Yeah, to be fair, he's been like raised in that culture, you know. It's like, but I mean, at least he's the first human to be in Santa's workshop, you know. He's got that on her, right? <laughs> oh yeah, but but also apparently people in the South think Santa isn't real for some reason. Like that's just got one of those throwaway lines. I'm I'm trying to figure out why. <laughs> well, they're at, they're at the North Pole. Everything is South from them. So they're saying. <laughs> so basically, what they're saying is. People think don't. Uh, They're saying think everybody Santa, thinks Santa isn't real. Yeah, everyone below them thinks Santa isn't real. But also, uh, but also, I mean, the the what, what that's what's weird too is like the South Pole is probably like really close by, even though like you know it's <laughs> it's it's the whole like it, the 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 sort of complexities of this kind of like fascinate me a little bit you know i don't know it's it, it's a little weird yeah, I, I love the I, I do like the humor of like yeah no uh they say everything when you do like relation uh geog- geographical relation-based humor mm-hmm. when you're when you're all that way north it's always also hilarious. also i think uh buddy even calls uh peter dinklage's character a south pole uh elf, oh, yeah which is uh, funny yeah, yeah. Yeah, a South Pole elf. Yeah, yeah it's like yeah, nobody yeah. ever talks about the South Pole, you know. Like everyone, everyone's always focused on the North Pole, right? Yeah. Um, but uh, we'll end with this because uh, you mentioned it at the at the start of the episode, the stop motion effects that they had. Um, and breaking and bass. Yeah, and basically this you know very good parody of the Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer special from CBS, like. You know, you got the stop motion characters, you even have the Burl Ives snowman in there. And the beginning of Buddy's journey leads to arguably the best line of the whole movie. At least the one that you quote to me all the time, Dolan, which is. Hi, buddy. Hope you find your dad. <laughs> Such yeah. a great line, man. Yeah. But uh, 
but yeah, no, we, oh, man, I, there's so many more things we didn't even get to talk about, but, uh, this episode's gone far, uh, gone on for far too long here. So let's time to wrap it up. Dolan, what's your final rating of this movie? Uh, two thumbs up. It's, you know, it's a great, it's a great one. I always enjoy, I haven't seen it as much as like some of the other films that I've, that we've discussed, but it's definitely one. I always love going back to, mm-hmm. I love talking about, I love, you know, watching every time to check new things. It's, it always gives me a laugh. Absolutely. I, uh, now before I give my final rating of this movie, I got to confess something folks that I oh, have yeah. actually seen this movie before. And I decided that we would cover it on cinemavention anyway, because but like we mentioned at the top, this movie very much is a classic and it has been it had been years since I had watched it anyway. And it certainly felt like I was watching it for the first time again, as we were talking about, um, because it had been so long. And so having said all of that, I absolutely love this movie. It's such a great, wholesome holiday story with bits of comedy spruced in from Will Ferrell that just make it even better. Yeah, this movie gets a massive thumbs up from me. So uh, so that is my final rating. Real quick, Dolan, where can we find you online? Uh, you can find me online at uh, right now at Instagram.com slash Wormole3 and uh, Twitch.com slash Wormole3. That is uh, W-E-R-E-M-O-L-E, the number three. Um, I, used to have, I used to use Twitter, but not so much anymore just because easier to use for uh visual for visual stuff it's easier to use instagram and twitch and other forms of visual media so yeah, yeah. check me out there i do miniature painting i do, uh or I'll, yeah i do miniature painting i'll uh i'll do you know answer questions about miniature painting i might do a few gaming things here now and then on the twitch just because it's like i you know want to do something but i say what but you know those will be we're for right now very unannounced or very unplanned. So yeah, right on. But yeah, keep keep an eye out for that. Soon there'll be a plan. Just gonna get you know life back in schedule. Yeah, absolutely, man. But uh, but yeah, thanks again for uh, for joining me for this movie. And uh, yeah, and happy holidays to you and your folks. So yeah, right, right back at you. Have happy holidays, folks. If you travel, travel safe. And that goes to the listeners too. If you're traveling, mm-hmm. travel safe. You know. Have a good time with your families, and if and if you know, and have a good time. Absolutely, good absolutely. Of course, I do a watch party for each of the movies that we review on this show. If you want to watch the movie with myself and fellow listeners, you can do so by joining the conversation in our Discord. That's over at discord.cinemavention.com. But if you can't make it to the party, don't worry. We have the watch party available on demand to everyone who supports the show over at patreon.com slash is one. You get it in your very own RSS feed. So thank you to everybody who supports the show over there. It helps keep these episodes chugging along. Don't forget that I am live twice a week. Uh, I play games with the community on my Twitch at twitch.tv slash Wscott is one. Dolan is uh, is a part of those as well. Uh, if you have a thoughts, if you have thoughts about the movie that we discussed today, you can um, you can put it, your comments in the discord or if you want to send me an email, you can do that as well. Email at cinemavention.com and to see all the previous movies we've covered on this show, head over to cinemavention.com. Thank you to Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com for the intro and outro music for this show. 
We'll be back next week to continue our holiday movie watching here on Cinemavention by discussing the movie The Santa Claus with Preston Monroe. I am excited to talk about this movie with him. This is going to be a great watch, and I hope you'll be there for that episode. Until next time, we'll see you then. Hope you find your dad. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. (laughs)